Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Rob Johnson and Wayne Highlander. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager at Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. So Rob, I think this is going to be an interesting uh, podcast. The topic of this podcast today is how to be a good apprentice and what makes a good journeyman floor man. And then transitioning from being a floor man to a contractor, the challenges. That's a hell of a title. That's a long, long title. Where are you today? You on the road? No, I'm not on the road. I'm, a, I'm well. I'm on the road starting tomorrow. I'm home for last for the last two days. Yeah, yeah. How do you sleep when you're on the road? You know, it's none of your business. <laughs> well, didn't you want me to ask you this in pregame warm up? <laughs> um, how do I sleep on the road? Um, actually it depends. I, sometimes I sleep better on the road than I do at home. Um, we got four cats and you know, one day, I want to say about a year ago or so, uh, one of our cats did something that my wife thought was really cute. He went over to the cabinet where we keep the treats and with his little paw, he started banging on the cabinet. And my wife said, oh, that, you know, that's, look at that. Look, uh, Hank, Hank wants a treat. And he looked at how he learned this cute trick. The problem is it went from banging on that cabinet to banging on every cabinet and door in the house, whether the treats were there or not. And then the other cats saw it and saw that they got, he got fed. So they started banging on the cabinets. And now in the middle of the night, sometimes the cat will start banging on the door. And then one of our cats you'll never see. One of our cats lives in a closet. Uh, there's something mentally wrong with it. And I mean, I'm not kidding. It, it, that cat is off. Um, but the uh, the other cat is, they sleep on the bed from time to time. You know, whenever it's, you know feels good for them, they'll just jump on the bed and sleep for a while and get up and leave and come back. And, and one of them has developed a habit of when he wants to wake me up, he walks on top of me, he walks across my stomach. And if that doesn't get his attention enough, he'll come to my eyelid and he'll just very gently paw my eyelid to get me to wake up. So, no, sometimes I sleep better on the road. I, I don't know. There's too many things that I'm thinking here. And I, I just too many visuals to think you covered in cats and they're pawing your stomach and walking all over you. Are you hopefully you got clothes on when all this is happening. Yeah, do you? <laughs> You All know, right. hey, so, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, mm-hmm. it sounds like you have a lot of cats. If your cats ever get sick or anything and you need somebody to put a cat down, give Pauline a call, my wife. Really? Oh, my she God. Like- no, she's fantastic at it. She's put down all sorts of our dogs, you know, through the years. It's been, she's amazing. I, I People in the neighborhood call her up. Hey, can you put my dog to sleep? Can you put my cat to sleep? She's very loving. She, it's amazing. And she has no heart. She's like the Tony Soprano of whacking out animals. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta, yeah, I, brutal. I got to. I, I did not see that in Pauline. <laughs> Nobody does. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a weird thing to have such a gift for. Man. All right. Because uh, I have a real problem with it. I have to be, uh, my wife do it when I'm away. Oh, that's when she would do it. She would do it when I was away. I'd come home and. Yeah, sometimes the dogs would know something was coming. You know, they'd be really trying to 
you know, put on the Ritz and do tricks and make breakfast and everything. But Pauline, no, no, it's the end of the road yeah. for you. Time it's, to go. It's time, huh? Yeah, time to go. <laughs> All right. So let's see. What makes a good apprentice? I'll, I'll tell you what I think makes a good apprentice. Uh, it's PMA, positive mental attitude. It all starts with the attitude. So there's something to be said for mentoring a, uh, a guy in the trade. I, I actually enjoy it. You get the right guy and uh, you can teach him and watch him. I mean, it's no different than coaching, Rob. I mean, you coach, right? Kind of the same thing. Hell yeah. How were you? Were you a good apprentice? Yeah, actually I was. Um, well, because I, I worked with my uncle, as you know, and I just didn't want to disappoint him. I mean, but I was always in his way. It doesn't matter. I still remember him stacking wood up to, to install. And um, everywhere I turned, it seemed like I was in his way. And he was an old guy, you know what I mean? And I, he was just so methodical and, and, and so much faster than me because, you know, he minimized his steps, right? I mean, you get good at the trade, you start to, to you know, take out all the unnecessary steps. And I was taking like seven steps every two of his and he was getting it done more you know, quicker than I, it was frustrating, but, uh, I was a good apprentice. Yep. And, um, to me, it all starts with an attitude, man, showing up on time. And, you know, we talk about millennials today, sometimes unfairly, there's some fantastic young guys out there and gals. Um, so, um, but it, it all starts with, with the attitude first. And then from there, it's trying to anticipate what the next steps are going to be. You know, you start getting a rhythm and you see what your journeyman's doing and you try to, you know, figure out, all right, well, how can I help him the most? Uh, when we were on the job site, the guy running the big sander was king. You know, everybody got out of his way. So uh, if you get done edging a room, you make sure you sweep the room out or you get all your edge of paper out of his way and just, make, you know, think ahead, stay ahead of the guy. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask. That's That's almost like, a guy who's been apprenticing for a couple of years. I think what we're looking for, though, in an apprentice, me, first off, I want somebody who's hungry. I want somebody who's hungry to make some money, hungry to learn a craft, not just have a job. Yeah, I agree that, you you know, you want to make sure that he knows it. You, you want, listen, it takes a long time to train somebody, right? You want to, you got to start with the right guy. That's why it's so hard to hire somebody. The, the evolution of, a guy from the day he walks in as an apprentice to where he can push out jobs and be a, a, a journeyman is a long time. You could say it's a four year program, but, but it's ongoing, you mm. know? Uh, so it, it, it has to be the guy that's in it for the right reasons that loves what he's doing. He has to understand, or she has to understand this is a hard job. There's no part about doing floors. that's easy. It's heavy. But, uh, Everything is heavy. Everything is hot. Everything is loud. You know, the other thing I'm looking for an apprentice, I'm looking for somebody who can take direction. That's why I don't think you were a good apprentice. I doubt <laughs> that you took direction very well. I was great at taking direction. <laughs> I can just now, see you now stumbling all over the place, tripping over your uncle's boards and stuff. Oh, my God, he must have wanted to kill you. But being able to take direction, some people just can't take direction. They take it the wrong way. But, you know, that kind of leads into what makes a good journeyman too. Yeah. You know, um, at journeyman now, it's a different, if it's, if it's a different game. Now you're running the show. And um, when I talk about it, in, when you're an apprentice anticipating what the journeyman's next moves are so you can complement what he does, 
now as a as a journeyman, you got to get the, make the most time out of the guys working with you, especially if you're the lead guy. So you have to think several steps ahead of everybody else. In, in today's today's world, you have to be a coach. You just can't. It's not like I mean, you know, I hate to sound like the old guy, and you know, same with you, but. Kids today are not going to take what we used to take as apprentices. I think journeymen need to be a little bit different than they were back then. There's no question. I mean, the way that we were treated coming up in the trades. I don't even, we don't uh, even need to go there. People wouldn't believe it. Well, I'm going to go there. Well, I hope you do. That? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh when I first started on the job. Oh God, here we yeah, go. I, I got a oh, I got a list. I got a list of tools that I was supposed to show up with. You know, a framing square, uh, the you know your hammer and nail sets and your back saw because back then we did a lot of uh, five sixteenths top nail floors, and everything was with a back saw. And I, I got a list of things I was supposed to show up with. And I remember in the morning, and I had them all my bucket, like I saw the journeyman's guys do. And uh, my father-in-law came over and um, he said, what's this? I said, these are my new tools, uh, the list I was supposed to get. So he took it and he emptied them out on the ground, dumped the bucket out of the ground and then started kicking stuff. What is this? You don't need this. This is stupid. What'd you buy this for? And, um, you know, we were talked to differently. I mean, uh, safety was never a concern. You know, it felt like, you know. Nobody cared about your, your knees or anything like that. You just get the job done and you don't talk back and that you just do what you're told and there you go. So things have changed. And I'm not saying they've changed for the better or the worse. I'm just saying that they've changed. And, um, you know, you want these guys coming up to feel like they have an opportunity to, to make a career out of this. I'll tell you this, Rob. I think that there there is um, a lot of money to be made in the trade. I think it's a great job. And... Um, you know, this versus some office jobs are out there that uh, you don't have the opportunities. I think the, the floor trade has been very good to both of us. And I'm saying that before I ever got into uh, being a sales rep. Mm. Uh, the, you know, I enjoyed being a, being a floor man. Well, you know, the other thing about, I think, what makes a good journeyman, what makes a good journeyman is somebody who is willing to teach, who enjoys sharing the craft. Because I have worked with some journeymen that wanted to keep everything close to the bone. They didn't want to, you know, teach anybody anything because then, you know, they would feel like, oh, that's, you know, he's treading on my territory here, that kind of a thing, where a really good journeyman knows that his life is going to be easier, his jobs are going to look better when the apprentice can be a real good part of the team. I had a guy tell me one time when I was an apprentice, the more I teach you, the less I know. <laughs> That was his and that was his attitude. He wouldn't want to share anything. And for a while, I thought, well, that's the way it is. You learn these little secrets to yourself, these trade things, and and um, and you you know you, you learn them the hard way. So someone else needs to learn them the hard way. And uh, I've never take, been a take... believer of that. I've never yeah. I never thought that would work. People have to go back to when they were an apprentice. And how they felt. I mean, I remember some guys that I learned from were amazing guys. And I learned a lot from those guys. And then I remember, you know, one or two guys specifically um, that were 
just uh, complete jerks. And it was misery to be around. You didn't want to be around there. You didn't want to be around them. Yeah. Um, for me, the joining the National Reforming Association and going to the schools is when I realized the value of sharing our techniques because then I, I started learning some valuable stuff off other people. And uh, you know what? It's a whole lot more fun and um, rewarding to pass those on. Um, but for a journeyman also, I, I, I really think that you, you have to anticipate. I, I talk about this a lot because even the next day, you know, and if I got three guys on the job with me, you know, where do I have to put these guys that makes the most sense that, that everything's come together at the right time? Uh, and, and I think thinking ahead and even at the end of the day, I would always put a list of things I might need for the next day on the door before I left. And I would make sure there's nothing worse than getting to the job and being unprepared because now you're thinking for not just you, but you're thinking for, for other people on the job. And then um, also communication is so important. With the right attitude. I mean, you're there in somebody's home. You know, you have to respect that and you want to be, you know, and you're the you're the guy that the the apprentices and the other guys are taking their cue from. So you want to make sure you're respecting the home and, and you, you're leading by example. And your professionalism, you know, is, is what the other guys are going to key off of. And that journeyman so, is also dealing with the homeowner. Yeah. So I want my journeyman to be friendly, outgoing. I, I want the, I don't want to get that call from the homeowner and we've all got it. You got to get this guy off my job. I hate him. Yeah, you, that's, that's very true. I mean, I mean, uh, your, your the, brothers probably got that call about you, you know, what once, once, twice a month at least. With the homeowners. Yeah. Homeowners love me. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on. Homeowners love me. Did they love you as much as the cat? Uh, I don't know if they love me that much. They didn't walk on your belly and scratch your eyeballs out? No. No. But, you, you know, um, the, the other thing that makes a good journeyman is a guy that will challenge himself. You know, I think it's important that, you know, you can. it's like mowing the grass. You can show up and mow the grass every day, do everything the same way, and, you know, not pay much attention or putting a lot of thought into your craft. Or you can you can really try to be a, a, a craftsman um, and challenge yourself to get better. Every job that, that we did, I'd, I'd always look through the job when we were done and see if there's something we could have done better. Did I learn something on this job? You know, we always say just because you've been doing floors for 20 years, it doesn't mean you have 20 years experience. Sometimes guys are reliving that first year over and over for 20 years. I, I, and challenging yourself has to come from you. You know, it's not always going to come from the owner, uh, the, the guy that's signing the checks. I think that... Um, the guys that separate themselves from, from everybody else are guys that are willing to, to challenge themselves to get better on all the jobs. Try to understand why, not just what we do, but why we're doing what we do. And, um, you know, that with a, with a, with a great attitude and, and, um, and a guy that you want to work around and, and the guys the homeowners like. I've seen very, very good craftsmen get into a lot of trouble on jobs because the homeowners just didn't like their gruff attitude. And I've also I've also seen um, guys that were you know kind of you know not as great craftsmen but very pleasant to be around and you know uh, they uh, that made up for a lot of some of their uh, inefficiencies or deficiencies I should say inefficiency what else what? is that inefficiency yeah. uh, deficiency deficiency 
So journeyman, what else? What what else makes a good journeyman? I think we covered it all. A willingness to teach that that's the big part. I think you, you think so. Yeah, uh, teach no, in a way a, that isn't gonna make guys well, want to leave. I, that's what I've seen with some journeymen is you just don't want to work with the guy. That's well, a tough way to well, go to work. That's a tough way to get a good job out of somebody. Just ask my son. He'll tell you. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's, so, he walked home from many jobs before. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> He'll tell so, you. I, all right, so going from a journeyman to a, to a contractor. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is, you know, uh, there doesn't, you know, we don't have any skin in the game. There's, there's sometimes that, that uh, guys are much better off uh, being a journeyman contractor, or excuse me, a journeyman working for somebody else. And that's not an insult or a put down in the slightest. I've talked to many guys that had opportunities to go off and work by themselves and realize that, you know what, that's, uh, that's not what I want to do. Uh, this is, I get more satisfaction out of this day-to-day job if I'm going out and doing the actual work. And I'll tell you something, there is a lot to be said for that. Because going from a journeyman to owning your own business are two completely different animals altogether. Uh, there were many days when I owned my business that I was actually jealous of my brother, who was my lead guy, with the uh, the amount of headaches that you take home and, and what have you. So do you remember those days, Rob, your transition from a... Uh, Floor man to a contractor? Yeah, I do. And that's why I work for Bona now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I found out that I I do much better working for somebody else. Loved doing floors. Loved it. Couldn't wait to do it. I really enjoyed it. But I was great floor guy, terrible business guy. I was really a good salesman too. Estimating salesman. But when it came down to the books and taxes and insurances, and uh, I mean, there's a whole other world out there for guys who are planning on making that jump from going from journeyman to owner. I I mean, even if you're good at like, uh, you know, the sales and the estimating and all that stuff, there's still more. Like you were saying, uh, what you were taking home after work. I mean, it's a whole other job. It's like having two jobs. Yeah, it really is. And and like I said, I don't uh, I'm not I would not try to discourage anybody from making one decision versus the other. I've talked to many, many good floor guys that recognize that, you know what? I'm much happier working for somebody else and it's a much better fit for me. I I 100% get that. I am living you proof know? of that. Yeah. I am I am the poster child for that one. If you look at the uh, amount of things, now it's, now it's a completely different job at all. And a lot of guys say, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a real good floor sander. I'm, a, I'm real good at installing and whatever I can, or I can do all of it. And I'm really good at it. So I'm going to start my own business. Um, but owning a business and being a really good craftsman have nothing to do with each other. Um, you know, so um, if you look at all the paying the bills, the insurance, the scheduling, the liability, the, um, you know, all the things that go along with being a, an owner of a business, uh, it's a tremendous amount of work. Oh, it, it's like I said, it's like having two jobs. When the work is done, when the daily work is done, 
Now the other part of your job starts once you get home. The sales, the estimating, getting back to people, the taxes, the insurances. Oh my God, just talking about it. I'm, I, that's why I love what I do now. I, I'm, I'm not involved in any of that stuff anymore. But yeah, some guys be- are some guys are great at it, you know. Yeah. Some guys yep. really rise up to it, marketing and, and all that stuff. Yeah, especially now with uh with the, all the social media to keep up with and how you know you really have to be on, on in that game if you're going to if you're going to run a business now. Mm. For the most part, I mean, some guys still they've been around so long that they you know will, don't need to advertise and their name sells the jobs and you know that's uh, god bless them that's uh that's a testament to to uh you know their their craftsmanship and the way they're 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 in total business acumen but for starting out as a contractor i've seen many times that guys jump into it and then realize wow this is way 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 more than i i thought this was ever going to be um and have gone back, and uh, many of them I know have gone back to Sanding Forest for other people, and it's a, and it's a better fit all the way around for everybody. So, what'd you like the best? I liked it all, Rob. I liked I liked being an apprentice. I mean, I, I really did. I, I liked. I, well, you know something? Yeah, you kind of talked about it. I learned from a fantastic guy. I learned from a guy that gave me rope, you know, enough to make mistakes, and uh, he wasn't. Uh, a taskmaster. He, you know, we worked hard. It was hard work, but uh, he made it enjoyable. He made it fun to show up, and I felt like I was part of a team. And uh, and he treated me, you know, with respect, and I him, and so I liked and I appreciated what I was learning. I knew I was learning a lot from a guy that was really good at what he did, and I appreciated that. I like being a journeyman. I like the challenges of now going out and doing your own jobs and, and running work. And, and uh, I like the fact that the homeowners become, you know, you know, would become to come to rely on me and the builders. And, and I liked getting to the job and organizing the job and planning the job out and seeing it come through to the, you know, to the end. And I, I really enjoyed being an owner. Um, I got a great deal of satisfaction out of, uh, out of building our business. And uh, at the time, I had my two brothers working for me and, and seeing them uh, succeed and everything. I'll tell you something funny, though. When I when I quit doing floors and I went on to be a sales rep, for the first year of my life, it was like a death in the family. I would come home. I'd walk that dog around the block. And it was like someone, like a part of me died. Uh, because I loved being a floor man and being a contractor and having my own business. Um, and, but the other part of me was I wanted my business to, to go on, you know, I wanted Highlander hardwood floors. I wanted them, them, you know, to, to continue on my two brothers, but I was worried out of my mind that, um, you know, without me there to run it, you know, how would they do? Well, Rob, as it turned out, they did better. I was going to say, I could hear the sigh of relief <laughs> from all the way from California to New Jersey. I could, yeah. yeah. I mean, they didn't. I've miss met a your brothers. Beat. I've worked with them in schools. I can imagine uh, they. What a party they must have had. And <laughs> and knowing your brothers, when you came to them and said, "Hey, you know, I'm moving on. It's all yours." I can just see him. Jeez, we're, you know, Wayne. What are we gonna do yeah. without you? You know, my God. Yeah. And then as soon as that door shut, they were high fiving, laughing, cracking beers. I could just see yeah. it now. Absolutely. They haven't missed it. 
they did so good it made me mad. I mean, I, I, I'd come back to them and say, hey, John, I mean, you know, you really can't do it like this. He goes, oh, no, it's already done. Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. I mean, they did not need me. My, they didn't need me for anything. And um, and truthfully, I'm, I'm beyond proud of them both. And um, it's funny. And there's another th- dynamic that changes, uh, especially because we worked with your family members. And for guys out there and, and, and gals that work with your family maybe can relate to this. When my, me and my middle brother could work together every day for every day for the rest of our lives and no issues. And me and my younger brother would butt heads sometimes, you know, uh, and I was hard on both of them because I was, you know, that's what it had to, you know, that's the way I came up in the trade. And, um, but it wasn't until after I left the business that uh, I and started seeing other people's work and, and being around other floor guys that I, I come to really really appreciate my my brothers and how good they were, and and they would tell you the same about me, um, because they knew if I asked them to work a Saturday I was the first guy there, I would never ask them to do anything that I wouldn't do myself, and if they were working hard they knew and were confident that I was working just as hard or harder. And I think that you always have to have that level of respect. And, uh, and that's key to me. But, um, yeah, they, uh, they never missed a beat, Rob. They're, <laughs> they're doing fantastic. Of course they are. They're probably doing much better. Yeah. <laughs> I hated so you, I hated being an apprentice. I hated it. Did you really? Oh, my God. I, I was a nervous wreck every day. Being the foreman was easy compared to being the apprentice. I, it. To me, it was. I was an really? absolute nervous wreck. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. So let me ask you this. Your son now is, what, the fifth generation of uh, Johnsons? Fifth. Fifth generation. It looks like finally you guys are going to get it right. He uh, but- he has embraced this as a craft. Yeah. He, he is so much better at this than I ever was. I hope well, he's not listening to this, but... You know, I've looked at some of his work and I think I, I told him right to his face one time. I go, I could never do this good a job. Mm-hmm. Amazing what he does. I'm very proud of him. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you feel about seeing him. You know, you could relate to him. And, you know, uh, you know, he's following in your footsteps and, to some extent. Oh, he's um, taking it. No, he's definitely taking it to the next level. No kidding. Yeah. He's yeah. going to he's going to die a young man, though. He's in yeah. search of the perfect floor. Yeah. When you are, and that's one thing I like about you, Rob, uh, that you said that to your son, because uh, when you are the, 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 you know, the dad on the job or you're the older brother on the job or what have you, um, you know, there's at some point you got to give it up to, to the guy, right? You got to let them know that they've, they've arrived and you respect what they do. And I think that's very empowering for both people. And I think the guys that we learned under weren't very good at that. Yeah. They never wanted to give it up to you. You know, me, I go opposite now. Because like you said, oh, you know, I I was raised tough, so I'm going to raise you tough. Wow, that's a load yeah. of crap. Uh, yeah. You, you remember how that made you feel. You remember when yeah. somebody, you know, gave you an attaboy pat on the back. You'd stand another 500 feet for that guy, you know? Yeah. So uh, when I ran the show, I, I had a, in my mind, I was like, um, I set the example for everybody. 
and I set the standard for everybody and, and that's the standard you had to live up to and, and you know, and that's the way it was. Um, there was something about when you realize that, you, you know, they're that good and, and you have to take a, back, a seat back and, and say, you know what, I'm proud of what you guys are doing and um, uh, I think it's important. And, and that comes back to coaching. That all comes back to, to coaching. I mean, if you're coaching guys and all of a sudden they're doing great, that means that you did a great job in coaching. And I think sometimes being a mentor or a journeyman or a coach or whatever you want to, you know, that's the whole idea is to make them better. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What, what do you, you know what a, it gets a, back to? And I know we've had trouble with this before, but you know, all boats in the harbor rise when the tide goes up. Oh, don't, don't try to you, say that. You remember again. that one? No, don't give me all tides right. All boats rise with the tide. <laughs> Someday we're gonna get that. Yeah. Um, so, to me, I think it is rewarding being a mentor to somebody. Also, and some guys will say that you know what, I don't want to teach this guy everything because then you know I'm, maybe I'm training my competition or maybe uh, if I teach him, he'll know them more, know more than I do, and you know they they. Oh, forget I, I about that. that. That's insane. There's a, there, yeah. there's a saying that, yeah, go ahead, Rob. No, go Because I don't want to inter- interrupt you. No, I interrupt. I'm the interrupter, <laughs> not you. <laughs> there's a saying out there that uh, the only thing worse than not train your guy or than train your guys that go to your competition is not training them at all and have them work for you. Now, that's probably butchered, but I'm going to roll with it. No, try it one more time. No, yeah, no, you'll get no, it on the no. third one. Because no, I, I it's you be the almost same thing. had me okay. understanding what you were saying. Go. No, no. I, A rising it. tide you. raises all boats for your competitors. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll go with that. It's going to haunt us to the end. That rising tide BS. Your competition has rising. He has a brand new boat, and it's rising. Yeah. Because the guy you train doesn't work for him anymore. True. <laughs> All right. So, Rob, I think um, I think that's the gist of it. Uh, you know, this is a rewarding rewarding trade. I really believe it. I, I've loved doing floors my whole life. Uh, I loved every part of it. Or I say most every part of it. I didn't like chasing money, uh, chasing checks when the job. I, that was probably my biggest pet fee, Rob. And it must be for everybody that owns a business is that you've done the job. I've gone through every hoop that you asked me to go for. And now your part of this deal is to hand that check to me. And, uh, and then sometimes you're waiting on a check uh, for way past when it was supposed to be handed to you. But other than that, I'd love to trade, man. So apprentices, I'd say it all starts with, an, with a fantastic attitude. Come in to, to learn and work hard, understand what you're getting into. Journeyman, I, like you said, Rob, communication is good, honing your skills, and uh, uh, just trying to get better and, and great communication with the homeowners. And we're not saying one way or the other as far as being a journeyman or owning your own business. I'd say the only thing I say to people is uh, be aware that that step from one to the other is a massive step. And uh, it's a good fit for some guys, maybe not as good a fit for others. So this has been another edition of On the Floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. And stay tuned for another episode of On the Floor.